Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News with Kim and Lisa. This week's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills finale was so emotional. I don't know about you, but I was so sad after watching. I felt depressed this morning. I'm I'm just not over it. I will never be over it. I mean, you know when we get that black screen with the white text, shit is about to go down. And cameras picked back up, and we got an inside look into the aftermath of Kyle and Mauricio's split. We're going to get into all of it, but before we do, make sure you guys subscribe so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news or recaps. All right, so we have our annual white party happening, and this time, Kyle is stepping it up because it's happening at SoFi Stadium. She has a $400,000 budget, and who does she bring to do the party? It is the one and only legendary Kevin Lee, and the flashback of him, you know, going... Beverly Hills, darling, she, 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 she is just she, she, she. everything. It is everything. It takes me back to those early days of Beverly Hills, which were the golden age of Beverly Hills. I mean, rich, glamour, money, extravagance. You know what I mean? It was just so good to have him back. Yeah, I was surprised to see him. Oh, I mean, I guess not really because I saw him on the trailer, but I was surprised that Kyle used him because he is known as LVP's party planner. I will give her props for actually admitting that that's how she found Kevin Lee, you know, was through LVP and not saying, well, you know, a friend used him even before Lisa because I can see, you know, I can see there being some territorial aspects around that. But I think he is just so fun. He's so over the top. Like she said, she needed an over the top party planner and Kevin Lee delivers. He did. We even got some, you know, LVP impressions by Kyle, which her impression of Lisa is so spot on. Like I won't even try to mimic it, but she was just so good. It was so good. I kind of love the LVP flashback and, you know, maybe we could have her back. I mean, I did feel like LVP was sort of haunting this episode. We got Kevin, we got the impression, and then we got when Kyle was in a confessional, they kind of played a a voiceover of LVP. And I was like, I feel like she is really here with us, even though she wasn't. So part of me did think, you know, are they planting that seed? I would love to see her and Kyle make up. I think they had a really nice friendship before Puppygate, Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juice, before that all went down. And I would love to see them come back together because I do think they're both queens and I just, I want them on my screen together. I would also love that. I mean, LVP makes great television. And I think at this point, maybe they can, you know, move on. Kind of seems like they can maybe 
joke about it a little bit now. So who knows? Stranger things have happened. Anyway, so, okay, well, while we're party prepping at SoFi Stadium, then we get this moment with Sutton and her daughter Porter at the jeweler. And Sutton is wanting to treat herself to something that she's going to buy on her own. She doesn't have to ask permission. And she is kind of teaching her daughter you know, I want her to see that it is so important to never lose your independence. And I think that was the real crux of the scene was her getting emotional after she bought these $68,000 earrings, not 1.4 million, not 750,000, 68,000. So, you know, modest in terms of Beverly Hills earrings, but she is telling Porter, you know, when I married your dad, I lost a little bit of my independence and I want you to do all those things. I want you to, you know, get married if you want, have kids if you want, but like always keep your independence. And that's so important. And I just, I loved that lesson for young ladies. I do too, but I still don't know. This doesn't really matter, but I don't know how Sutton's store makes money. Yes, she can be proud of it, but that location in West Hollywood selling couture gowns when your primary customer is probably Real Housewives fans, it doesn't math for me, but- (laughs) I don't know. Still proud of Sutton. Props to her. Um, but we also get this kind of weird moment with Dorit and PK because he's still out of town in London working. Working on what? I don't know. Is it the Peter Pan play? Is it Boy George appearances? Nobody knows. He hasn't even shared that. But we do know that Dorit wants him to come home. Kind of seems like he doesn't want to come home and he doesn't really care. And Dorit is basically saying, like, I don't know if we'll make it. Like, You know, we heard that they were having issues at the beginning of the season. We've seen them through therapy. She's still talking about it now. So is she kind of planting her storyline for next season? Or like, what do you think about this? I mean, I do think that she, the reason why she was, has been so open about it this season and sort of saying, I don't know if we're going to get through this is because I think she is trying to further a storyline. I don't know that I believe that they're going to separate. I mean, maybe, who knows? But I feel like she's always hearing from people, what's your storyline? Like, what is Dorit's storyline? Why is Dorit still here? She should be a friend of, you know, at the very, at the most. So I feel like she's trying to dig in and find something juicy. And I think this is it, you know, her marriage being put in the spotlight. And I, I kind of agree with you. I think it's it's kind of hard to watch PK say like, I have to extend my trip again. And it's like, dude, 30 days is a lot when you have two young kids at home. And I think he was gone for a total of 39 days, they said. Like that's, again, doing what? Like let us in on the big the big secret of what's going on over in London. It's, I don't know, Hugh Lee Serena math meme. Okay, so... Then we get everyone ready, getting ready for the white party, right? And I have to call out my one of my favorite moments of the episode brought to you by Rob Minkoff. He is searching for his white jacket for the white party and he can't find it. He says, I think I think Lucy took it to the cleaners. And I just had instant flashback to Clueless when Alicia Silverstone is looking for her white collarless shirt from Fred Siegel for her driver's license test. And she can't find it. And she said, Lucy, where's my white shirt? And Lucy says, it's probably at the cleaners. (laughs) And I just, it was like worlds colliding. I loved it so much. It made me happy. And this was the first of two of Rob's like epic moments. We'll get to the next one later. 
But I, I just love those, those like when all the stars align. Agreed. Love a good throwback. All right. So we get to the party. We get tons of cameos. We have Faye Resnick. We have Cynthia Bailey. We have Jeff Lewis. We have Camille Grammer. We have Justin Sylvester. It's like a who's who of, you know, the Bravo world. And I was here for all of it. And we get Dorit walking in saying, so chic. I mean, just iconic. We even get Denise Richards and Aaron. Although we didn't get Aaron, you know, mic'd up. I think they were probably thinking, let's, you know, let's not give that man a microphone. We don't know what he's going to say. But, you know, happy to, happy to see him there, although not in white. I think they were the only guests that didn't fully commit to the white look. And I don't know if Denise just has a thing for pink jackets these days, but she was not taking that pink jacket off. And she was wearing it the right way this time. It was so funny. Dorit in the confessional was like, you know, I've already called Denise out once about her jacket. Do I want to say it again? But honestly, she did. Denise took it okay. She didn't come at her. So I loved that moment. But, you know, we also get this little moment with Kyle and Mauricio at the party, which they haven't hung out at all at the party. Right. Kyle and the girls are getting ready. They're getting clam. Mauricio shows up and is just like wandering about, doesn't know where anybody is, what anybody is. You know, he basically, they kind of, you know, connect in the middle of the party and they're like, how are you? Good. How are you? It's like the way you would talk to an acquaintance. It was so weird. And he obviously had no idea what's going on. He had no idea about this party. He thought it was going to be in the parking lot. I mean, like, and they do a flashback where Kyle is talking to him about the party. And it just seems like it goes in one ear and out the other. He could not give two fucks about this party, about what Kyle's up to. He has so much else on his mind. This white party, like, means nothing to him. He's simply just showing up for the cameras. Yeah, I mean, the it's just another example of them, like, not being on the same page. And it's, you know, it, it was kind of eerie watching Kyle walk out with her four beautiful daughters. They're all, you know, grown up now. Like, I remember seeing Portia when she was a toddler on this show and it's just so crazy now that she's, you know, 15 or 16 and it, we've like watched her grow up on our screens and they all came out together kind of as a unified family unit and Mo wasn't with them. And so, you know, I don't think that that was intentional in terms of the way they planned it, but it was kind of eerie foreshadowing. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Oh, for sure. I completely agree. I mean, maybe it was intentional. I think that they came in separate cars. It doesn't even seem like they 
were together, you know, during the day. It's like Mauricio was doing this, Kyle was doing this. They came separately. Who knows? They'll probably leave separately. I don't know. This was definitely, definitely foreshadowing because what's to come was pretty big. Yeah. So what did you think of Erica's performance? I kind of thought she killed it. I mean, let's be real. She did lip sync. I mean, Denise wasn't wrong saying that. (laughs) I maybe heard a word or two coming through the microphone, but the dancing was good. She looked fabulous. And it kind of made me think, do I want to see her residency in Las Vegas, even though it's not there anymore? Like, could be a fun time. Yeah, I mean, I think she puts on a good show. You know, like she said, she is a showman. I thought the exact same thing that Dorit was saying. (laughs) Like, she is a true showman. She gets out there. She leaves it all on the stage. She gets into character. She gets down and does the splits. I mean, heck, I've never been able to do the splits, and let alone at, you know, 50-plus years old. Like, it it is impressive. And, you know, I'm glad that we kind of got to see her have her moment up there. 50-plus years old? Isn't she? I don't know. Drop drop in the comments if you know. I don't know how old she is. I, I see around 50, but is she over 50? Because damn, I mean, damn. I don't know. I guess I just assumed. I feel like she's probably 50 or 51. Okay. All right. So yeah, we ended on that note. We got some end cards. Not a whole lot to talk about. You know, Dorit and PK. Will they end up together? We don't know. Dorit and Kyle haven't talked to each other since December. So there's a lot going on there. But then we get the moment we've been waiting for. Black screen, white text, one month later. And we knew that cameras were going to pick back up. And of course, they're filming all the ladies pretending that they're catching them, catch the Google alert on their phones, which is... Right. Come on. We know better by now. Like, you don't have to pretend. You can just gather them together and they can talk about hearing the news. You don't need to pretend like they, you caught them, you know, the breaking headline because you didn't. And I also have a question because they flashed the date and it's July 23rd. And I don't know about you, but I remember exactly where I was when I heard this news. And that's because you texted me about it. I was on my couch on my laptop, like head deep in work. And then you texted me and were like, oh no, Kyle and Mauricio. And I was like, my heart sank. I was like, what? And I was like an hour late to the news. I went on Instagram. I saw it. This was on July 3rd, the July 4th weekend because we were following them in Aspen. So why are they saying it happened on July 23rd? That's like my big question here. You know what? I weirdly didn't even catch the date that they flashed, but that is a great point. I distinctly remember it, too, because I was in San Diego for July 4th weekend, and that's where I was when it happened. So I guess they might have needed a couple of weeks to get the production crew together, you know, get a contract extension signed for Kyle and Mo to figure out if they even wanted to go on camera. That's my best guess. But that is, yeah, 20 days later, like that's that's quite a long time. It is. So I don't know. If anybody has any insights, please let me know. Producers, please feel free to chime in because I need I need answers. But we get all the women's reactions. Dorit has no idea, which is kind of surprising. But we got a few other reactions, too, which were quite interesting. Yeah. So, OK, here we get Rob Minkoff's second greatest moment in this episode when him and Crystal are talking about it. And he says, OK, now, now let's let's think who planted the story in people you know who gave the story 
do you want do you want my best guess I think it was Morgan. And Crystal's like, whoa, 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 you know, Mr. Director. He's already, he's like storyboarding a whole Lifetime movie around this, you know, around this whole scandal and everything. And I just loved it. Like he is, he is so messy and Crystal is not messy. So it's like, I, I just, I, maybe they should switch places. I don't know. Yeah. Give Rob a diamond. I mean, <laughs> said no one none of the other ladies even talked about morgan but rob is up in there being like oh it was yeah like i know it was morgan (laughs) and that kind of says a lot about him so maybe we're not really seeing the real rob yeah well the real hip-hop rob please stand up we want more of you um it was some good comic relief but then can we talk about sutton and garcelle's phone call because this actually pissed me off like i got really mad at this They are talking and Sutton is almost gloating that, you know, I knew something was there. I knew it. I kept asking, you know, if I kept asking the question, it wasn't adding up. It wasn't adding up. The missing ring, the working out, the tattoos. And Garcelle was kind of, you know, she was kind of egging her on. And the thou doth protest too much. And I'm sitting there thinking, what are they talking about? Like, Kyle has told them over and over again that she is having marriage problems. So why are they saying, you know, she was lying to us this whole time. It was so suspicious. I just don't understand like what they wanted from her. It's not like she, you know, like said, everything is fine. Everything's great. We're so in love. No, she was honest about them having a very tough time and going through issues. And so I just don't understand one, how they can say that she was lying. And two, even if that was the case, why would you be gloating about someone's, the demise of someone's marriage? Like, I just, I, I don't, I find that to be really gross. And I know people are going to say, oh, you just don't like Sutton and you like Kyle. All right. In this moment, that's true. I like, I like Sutton at times, but like in this moment, I think what she was saying was pretty gross. I just kind of want to like squash this whole narrative that Kyle was lying and hiding stuff and like, you know, not being honest like she preaches time and time again. I think that this is probably one of the hardest things that somebody can go through in life, let alone on camera. And the fact that, you know, I mean, okay, we'll we'll get to it in a second, but it's kind of seeming like Mauricio cheated. It's seeming like something happened that Kyle could not get over. Is that easy to admit? Is that something that's easy to tell, let alone the entire world on camera, that you were cheated on by your spouse of 20 years? Do you want to say that? I would be so embarrassed. I would be devastated. I would not want to say that for the world to hear. That would be something that would be extremely hard to admit, extremely hard to tell everybody. So the fact that Kyle is giving us, you know, some insights, but not right. every single detail. And the reason why it happened, I think, is so understandable. And anybody in real life would do the same thing. Absolutely. Like, there's no way that any of these ladies would have handled it with 100% transparency. I'm sorry. It's just, that's just not, like, feasible to imagine. And I, I feel like they're holding her to a way higher standard, and I just, I don't get it. I don't get it either, but we get some emotional scenes. So the first of which is when Erica comes over to Kyle's. And, you know, Erica's basically like, I didn't know anything was going on. And we kind of talked about this before, how Kyle was kind of 
you know, talking about it in confessionals more and opening up to certain people like Dorit and Sutton. So she wasn't, you know, really explaining a whole lot to the entire group, but just kind of keeping it generic. But, you know, she's like, we've been dealing with it privately. It's not one huge thing. You know, basically, he hasn't been giving me what I need and Mm -hmm. nobody else is involved. It's just about us. So she is kind of you know, painting this story that nothing else has been going on, that they have these challenges that they've been working through privately. We've seen them go to therapy and everything like that. And like, I like that Erica was here for her in this moment, although it was a little random. You know, you kind of expect Dorit to come over. Right. They're not on talking terms. So, but were they on talking terms back in July? I thought it was so strange that it was Erica and not Dorit who came over to have that scene with her where Kyle kind of opens up about it on camera for the first time. So I, I yeah, I just wonder what was going on with with Dorit at that time. And and I agree. I think Erica was a really good friend in this moment. You know, she said, do not listen to all the other noise. Like what matters is you and Mauricio and your family. Like you have to do what's best for you. And you can't think about letting the world down and all these people who, you know, admired you as a couple. Like, yeah, it's hard, but you have to think about yourself first in this moment. And so I, you know, I was glad that it was Erica because I think she did tell Kyle things that she needed to hear. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, the final scene is something that is going to go down in Housewives history. I think we get the sit down with the girls, with Mo, with Kyle. And, you know, of course, the girls already know, but they're kind of opening up the conversation. Do you guys have any questions? You know, they kind of explain that they kept everything from the girls to protect them. And so that goes to show she's not just keeping it like from the ladies and keeping it like keeping a low profile. She's keeping it from her own family, from her own right. daughters. So I hope when Sutton saw that scene, she was like, you know, I wasn't the only one. We weren't the only ones that didn't know exactly what was going on. They kept it from their own family. Yeah. And I mean, which I completely understand, like, that's not something that you want to share with your kids until you know what the path forward is. Like, why would you tell your kids, daddy and mommy are having some problems right now. We're going to therapy. We're going to figure it out. Why would you worry your kids with that until you know that, you know, you're either going to separate or file for divorce or, you know, someone's going to move out? Like, I just, yeah, I I just don't, sorry, I'll say it one more time and I'll stop saying it, but I just don't know what Sutton expected from her. Yeah, it was tough. And I don't know about you, but that scene with Portia literally broke me. It broke me. Yeah, it was heartbreaking watching her break down and, you know, She's the only one who's still like in the, well, I don't know if the other girls are in the house, but she's 15, right? So she's in high school. Like she is still very much a part of her mom and dad's day to day. Alexia and Sophia are in their twenties. You know, they have jobs and boyfriends probably that they, you know, maybe they stay at their place and stuff, but Portia is always at the house. She lives with her mom and dad. And so I think it probably hits her the hardest and you know, it's scary to hear that your parents who you've looked up to and you, you know, expect to always be there and protect you. Like, it's scary to think that they could potentially be splitting up. And yeah, I, I think it was really, I'm like literally going to start crying right now. I, I just, I thought it was a really heartfelt scene and I appreciated them putting that out there for us. 
Me too, me too. And we get this confessional moment. And I saw a tweet on X or Twitter that was kind of saying like, this is kind of like Scandaval, like scene for scene, like Alex Baskin, you need to kind of regroup here because we remember we ended the season with a confessional from Raquel kind of revealing something that we didn't know before. And it was kind of like a cliffhanger. So then we get Kyle kind of doing the same thing, but not really. But she's basically saying there's a big chance we're not going to end up together and that Mm. things have happened that have made me lose by trust that I wasn't able to recover from. So, of course, we're going to think what? He cheated. I mean, what what else else is that supposed to mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess there could be something with the business, something financial, you know, a la Tom Girardi, but we we haven't seen that come out. But yeah, when you hear someone talk about trust has been broken within the marriage, usually that means infidelity. And it was kind of shocking to hear her say that because this whole time she's been saying there wasn't just one thing, you know, it kind of was this barrage of things, you know, they're kind of growing apart. He wasn't there for her in the way that she needed him to be after Lorene died. And, you know, so now to kind of drop that, that little bomb, um, and end the season, I think it's going to make for a really interesting reunion. I agree. I agree. Again, I, you know, everybody's like, just come out and say it. I think it's something that's really hard to say. I think it's just something that you don't want to admit. So I think that's why Kyle's been keeping it so close to her. Some people may say she's lying. I think she's just doing what any of us would do and be kind of like just not want to tell people about that. So I don't know. We are in for a very dramatic reunion. I think Kyle is going to reveal a lot. We know there's some sort of shocking bombshell that she shares that none of the women knew before. So I don't know about you, but I am chopping at the bit for this reunion next week. Absolutely. We can get Queen Kathy, who appears to send Sutton into a, like literally Sutton is shooketh when she sees Kathy. I don't know what's happening, but we, we see some sort of dramatic event go down there. And Kyle, you know, unfortunately seems to be in the hot seat again, this reunion. And so I'm sure it's going to be hard for her to get through. But as a viewer, I'm excited to see it. Me too. So we will be back next week to cover it all. Make sure you guys subscribe so you don't miss any more Bravo Breaking News. Bye, everyone.